Hey everybody, welcome to Regardless, You've Got This. I'm your host, Skylar Sorkin. Say hello to the syllabus for your 20-something soul. The syllabus you never received in college is finally making an appearance. This podcast will inspire you to create your very own 20-something syllabus, ultimately guiding you towards your sole purpose regardless of self-doubt and what others think. Alrighty, let's just get to work. Dating is really hard. Sometimes it's really hard for me to even grasp like meeting someone who is for you and you just feel so unconditionally loved by and vice versa. And I think a lot of people may feel that way if they haven't really experienced that, but I think this is going to be a really, sorry. Can I pause you for a second? Because I just want to make sure I heard what I think what I heard. So I thought I just heard you say, correct me if I'm wrong. It's hard for you to grasp the idea of meeting someone who can unconditionally love you in the way that you need to be loved. Yeah. Is that that what you said? Okay. That's it. That's it. When you say out loud and affirm, it's hard for me to grasp the idea that someone can unconditionally love me. You have to switch that. You have to flip it. You have to, that's the, that's that, that's that mindset shift. I can imagine how Mm. lucky are they to love me fully and unconditionally. I am worthy and deserving of unconditional love. I can imagine it. I do believe it. It's that just that switch. I know. And that's something I've been really working on because I feel like I've been confusing the universe. Like I want it and I'm so ready. But when I put affirmations out there or sentences or phrases like that, obviously I'm not going to be meeting the person because it's kind of like, I still believe that false mindset. So I know it's really about switching it. <laughs> that's why you're here. Hmm. Ah, I would so dig in that with you, but we got a, we got a whole, a whole session. I have a lot, lot to cover. Okay. Well, let's get to it. Hello, 20 somethings. Welcome back to regardless. You've got this, the syllabus for your 20 something soul. Thank you so much for tuning in with me to really talk about the uncomfortable and How cool is it that, you know, we're really choosing growth together episode after episode for our future selves and we're in this together. So it makes it a lot easier. So funny. I feel like we started this episode off like shoot perfectly because (laughs) this is a topic that I really, really need to talk about. And I think love is such an interesting topic in our twenties. And I really do believe that's true because everyone right now can really have just such a different experience whether you have peers or even getting engaged, married, thinking about having babies, or even a friend who just got out of a five-year relationship or a friend who has never been in a relationship in their life. So this is really a time of just change and transformation. And we all have very different love situations in our twenties, which can make it that much more fun and even that much more challenging at times. Um, And, you know, I do find myself personally feeling lonely or getting stuck in this victim mode of, Why does she have a boyfriend and I don't like what's wrong with me? And it can be very hard for ourselves not to compare ourselves to our peers um, and, you know, be like, why am I not in a relationship? But let's be honest with ourselves here. Do we really know what kind of person would be the one? How can we even really start to call in the right person for us? Because your best friend's boyfriend probably isn't for you. And that's totally okay. A lot of us 20-somethings, especially at the older end, are truly ready for a relationship. And we are ready to meet this person or someone who is on the way of really finding that person. And maybe you don't really know how to call that person in or you're not sure what qualities you really want and what matters to you in your future. With no further ado, in honor of love, relationships, dating in our 20s, please meet relationship coach, Isabel Campanelli, who owns Throughline Coaching. She is an expert in conscious communication, conflict resolution, as well as a connection specialist. Isabel, I cannot even explain how excited I am that you are here. And this will be a therapy session for me too. So <laughs> I'm excited. Awesome. I'm so happy to be here. So good to see you. So good to see you. Isabel and I um, have been friends for a while. We met in magical Santa Barbara and have kept in touch. And she's just doing awesome work in the health and wellness space. Um, Was a part of the Women Who Warrior retreat, which was just absolutely phenomenal that I want to, you know, hopefully join one of these days. And I just look up Mm -hmm. to you so much. And I'm just excited to really dig in. And we have a lot to cover today. 
Yes, we do. We should get started. (laughs) (laughs) We should. All right, Isabel. So I would love to just hear a little bit more about, you know, your love journey and perhaps really what fueled, you know, an interest to become a relationship coach. Was this due to your personal journey? Was there an aha moment? I would just love to just dig in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a, it's, it's a hearty one, but I'm going to try to share it in a, in a compact space here. I always see relationships as they're everywhere. We're constantly relating to others. Um, and the most important relationship is the one with ourselves. And I think that's been a saying that's become a little bit more common and well-known. I think Brene Brown says it as well. Um, but when, when we can really take the time to look within and do the inner work to find out who we really are, what we really want in this world and what do we value. Um, and also the, those really hard aspects, those, those more sticky things about ourselves, the like shadows and, Mm -hmm. and the parts of ourselves that we don't love, those all need to be looked at as well. So we can really understand like who we are and then how we show up in relationships. I grew up in a really large Italian family in Santa Barbara. I am very close with my family. My parents have been together for over 30 years. Um, they have been models for me in, in, (laughs) I'm going to kind of blow them up a little bit, but I love it. And in, in a lot of pieces of that, what I do love in partnership, and then a lot of areas that don't work for me. And, and I actually, I, I thank them for that because everyone is our mirror. Everyone is teaching us things. If we want to really look at it that way from a learning perspective. Um, and for me, um, I, I grew up with, with parents who, who sometimes it was hard for them to get on the same page and really understand each other's needs and their communication styles. My, my dad really likes to open up and to really get into it. And my mom's a little bit more cautious and a little bit in her, in her feelings more and wants to think about it and process it internally before just jumping at this like hard, hard conversation. So hard conversations, I believe are actually where the, the juice is and the magic stepping into them and saying, I'm going to show up for this versus, oh my gosh, this is hard. I'm going to either freeze, flee, fawn, or I don't know what the other trauma trauma one is, but it's, you know, people uh, flee, freeze, fawn or something else. Um, So it's, it's important to recognize and know which trauma triggers we have. It's very important, but, and also being able to communicate about those because when we're in conscious in, in a, in a relationship with anybody, whether it's intimate or not, the most important part is to be able to self-reflect and then communicate in a way that's not blaming, putting anyone down, but taking radical personal responsibility of our stuff and how yeah. we're showing up and then asking for what we need, knowing we may or may not get it, but it's up to us to at least try to at least ask. And then always a compromise. There's always a compromise as well. I studied um, communication studies in in college back at University of San Francisco. So I've always been in the communication space. Mm -hmm. And then on a personal note, I mean, I just, I did just go through a breakup. It's quite public on my social and, you know, we were on the fast track. I'm in my early thirties and and he's a little bit beyond. And we really were on that, on that fast track. We, we had the vision of what we wanted and we wanted the same things, which I'm going to go over a little bit, you know, but unfortunately when there's not compatibility, absolutely. It's really hard to make that vision a reality. Mm. Right. And so we did so much work and I'm so proud of us about all the work that we did That's at cool. the end of the day. Yeah. We just had to call it quits. And we said, you know what, we're better as friends because we're not able to have, make that vision a reality, even though we both want it so bad. Um, and so that's, that's the hard part, but that's also the real part that we have to face and not just run away from, or like blame yeah. someone else. Right. Cause when yeah. you're in a relation, you're two people or multiple people, whatever. Yeah. Doing, yeah. Super cool too. <laughs> all is welcome. All the poly. Love it. All. It's all welcome. Cause it's all relation. So, um, it's always about how do we take that personal responsibility, right? Yeah. Cause we do, we are in control. We can take the steering wheel, but yeah. I think the compatibility part is really intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. Do you think you two weren't compatible because of values? You didn't have the same values or was it like maybe lifestyle? I mean, thank God that happened because now you've grown and you've learned so mm-hmm. much and that's, you, I would never change a learning experience or yes. opportunity for yes. the world, but in your next relationship, like 
what is it that you'll look for in terms of compatibility that will kind of be like this red flag or green flag? That's juicy. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, I, I love it. That, that, that's funny. And you know, I'm just going to be really honest, Please, Tyler, like I've always been the type who it's always about forward movement and growth. That's, I mean, why I'm a, a coach, you know, I help people realize their, their dreams really move forward in their goals and, and be that, be that best version of themselves. I'm doing it different this time by actually pausing and not looking for that. And I'm actually turning and reflecting back to me because that is something that I'm going to go over to today is like, it starts with, with us. Definitely. There's some, some awarenesses that I gained red flags, green flags. I will share one of them. And the one that is is um it's not it wasn't about our partnership per se i'm not going to go deep into that Absolutely. into those details but what i will share is you know having that value of slower is always faster and we're in a culture of fast movement like turnarounds like really really quick even with with work um and even with social media and texting, it's yeah. like everyone, you know, thinks that we need to get a response right away when really sometimes the best things in life take the most time. Yeah. And that's a big lesson I've taken because it's a belief I've always had foundationally, but I didn't listen to my intuition mm. this past time. And I decided to just move at, at a different pace. That wasn't my pace. Mm. Um, and of course there's mul multiple things that I learned, but that's, that, that's one little nugget that I just wanted to, to share yeah. there. That's beautiful. I've been really in this space of just trusting the universe and mm. divine timing. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we can't do that all the time in work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, for sure. But like in, in terms of just like life as a whole, or even friendships, any type of relationship mm -hmm. and just trusting that things will happen when it's supposed to happen. And the universe really has your back if you're really able just to feel 100% supported and have trust in that, that like mm. your tribe will find you and your person mm. will find you. But when we rush things and we get overly excited or nervous mm. and, you know, emotions start kicking in or fear, mm. I feel like we can kind of get in our own way. Absolutely. Um, you just nailed it. Yeah. I mean, like I've had to learn the hard way, but, <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we learn because life presents opportunities to learn. And my dear learning, is not always going to yeah. be easy and fun. It's going to be sticky and ugly yeah. sometimes, but when we can come out of that and look back and say, wow, I just went through that fucking crazy thing. Yeah. And look at, I'm so much more courageous now, more, more I'm more confident now. Right. Like yeah. now, now I, now I know I can do better in this area right? I can improve in this area versus beat ourselves up and push ourselves down. But when, when, you know, when we say I had to learn the hard yeah. way, but like, welcome to the human experience, right? Mm -hmm. We all have to learn the hard way. Yeah. And th th there's no real easy way to learn. Yeah. I mean, when, when, when we were children and our teeth were, were growing in totally it was painful, it was yeah. painful. Growth is hard. Growth is not easy. Yeah. Like I, but it's, I not, it's necessary. It is growth pains, like so necessary. Yes. And it's so funny, like looking back at my life, I don't know if you feel the same way, but typically like when I go through heartbreak or like a breakup happens, that is the catalyst to so much freaking growth, even though yes. it's beyond painful. Yeah. I've never seen so much growth because I do the work and because mm. it hurts and I want to see like the silver lining. And that's kind of how the way I've been raised, thank God. Mm. But like, I think we need to be more grateful for pain and for heartbreak mm. and feeling because I to me that. that really is success. Yeah. And, you know, I have a lot of girlfriends right now who like maybe are healing from a long-term mm. relationship and like, they're still feeling like they're really attached. But I think that a lot of it has to go with like them not taking their growth seriously or really putting in the work mm. and it is hard, but I feel like if we're able to do it together and kind of see mm -hmm. it as like light and growth, it's really a beautiful thing. And then that person that you were dating, like, is not your type anymore. And that's so cool. Mm. Like, I'm like, so leveled up. Mm. Nice. I love that. Yeah. That, that's a really beautiful awareness to have. So, okay. Yes. Let's kind of get into the regardless aspect. Um, yeah. Just to start off like this episode, you know, I always like to tee it up a little bit. Um, and I'm going to ask you the same question at the end of, again, of the episode, and it may change, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. 
you know, through your journey of love and how you've been raised, really watching your parents have this beautiful, you know, long lasting relationship, as well as seeing the ups and downs mm-hmm. and your personal experience. Could you please fill in the blank? So regardless of I am worthy, whole and complete of love. I love that. So regardless of perhaps mm, regardless I'm- of heartbreak or no, regardless of setbacks, regardless of being in your twenties are hard. Being Dude. in your twenties. I was not, it was not that long ago, my dear. No, you were literally <laughs> just there. <laughs> I was just there. I mean, twenties are confusing AF. So, yeah. I mean, re- regardless of, uh, there's a lot. Yeah. So many date, dating after dates, after dates, and it, you know, and it's not working out. You're still whole and complete just as you are. I and worthy that. of love. Okay. Always. Love it. Just wrote this down. Um, <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't really yeah. think about what our regardless was. I mean, I think we had it early on, but I think it's yeah. made the different it's, iterations. Yeah. It's cool to kind of see how it can shift throughout our chat, but yeah. I mean, to you, because you're the expert here, it'd be interesting to know, like for you as a coach mm-hmm. and seeing mm-hmm. tons of clients, what are mm-hmm. you seeing the most common in the 20 something dating world? I've been trying to find a way to get my energy steady throughout the day especially in my sales meetings and coffee all the time, just was not cutting it. I had way too many crashes and jitters. Thankfully, I found this little shot called Magic Mind. And I started drinking these green shots and I absolutely love them. You know, coffee is great, but I really never felt 100% focused and energized, ready to take on my day by just drinking coffee. And Ever since I started incorporating Magic Mind into my life, I'm really able to get so much done and feel totally energized, stable, and focused in doing so. I feel like Magic Mind has helped me reach that next level of productivity, and it's a feeling that's hard to put into words, honestly. One of my favorite ways to take Magic Mind is before a hard outreach period where I really need to focus in and send off as many authentic and real emails as possible and I swear by taking magic mind I feel unstoppable and was able to just kick butt in my power hour outreach time slots in the morning and due to the nootropics inside they really allow you to focus while not being too anxious and allow you to also enter this flow state a lot easier There's lion's mane and cordyceps mushrooms, which are nootropics that boost your clarity and focus so you can really be present throughout your work schedule, which I've completely experienced. And seeing how well Magic Mind has worked for me and getting me into that workflow space, you know, I would really encourage all of you to try it out, you know, especially if you're having trouble at being 100% on some days. It's a game changer and it really has been for me. If you're like me, I absolutely recommend that you go check them out at www.magicmind.co slash regardless and join a community of go-getters. You can also use my discount code regardless20 to get 40% off your first subscription or 20% off your first one-time purchase. My 40% off code only lasts 10 days. So hurry up. I find, and this is like a hodgepodge response based off of my experiences as in my twenties and also some of the clients I've been coaching Mm -hmm. the last five years. I've coached some people in their twenties as well as thirties and forties. Perfect. Um, Yeah. So I can kind of respond in like a broad swoop. I think one of the hardest questions to ask yourself when you're in your twenties is who am I? What do I stand for? And what do I want? because it's so malleable because we're in your twenties, we're supposed to dip our toes in things and try it, try different things as well as sink into something and be like, okay, I'm in this job. I'm going to put time into it. I'm going to really learn the breadth and depth of this. I, I think a lot of folks want to jump around and like, Oh, uh, you know, I, I don't like her or, or him because he didn't have the car that I want, or Mm -hmm. I didn't like him because he didn't make me laugh. So I'm going to dump him. But it's like, but what's underneath all this? Like, how can we, I would say, experience living more depth with individuals versus jumping around so much, but also on the flip side, we're supposed to jump around. So it is, it it is complex. We're supposed to try things. So to, to answer your question, I would just say, 
it's hard to it's really hard to define who we are at times. And I do believe it's changing with this new generation. Mm. They're a little bit, they take a little bit more radical honesty approach. And like, I'm really impressed, honestly, with, with the, with Gen Y, right? Gen, Gen, Gen Z. Gen Z. Gen, Gen Z. Wow. Okay. I'm a millennial. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm not cool anymore. <laughs> Gen I kind of like Gen Y more. No. It's like Gen Y. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, like, why Gen Y? Like, let's question yeah. authority. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. That's what I was oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, I'm, I mean, it, I, I would say that. Um, and then also like confidence. Confidence is a big one. Even with I, I'm coaching people in their 30s who are looking for love, yeah. and and confidence is hard because you got to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and be intimate with yourself and with others. And we need to build that resilience. Yeah. So I say confidence is not something that we're born with. It's a muscle that we build by experience and failing over and over and getting back up and saying wow, that was hard. I didn't think I could do that, but look, now I can, Mm -hmm. I'm proud of myself, right? It's, it is falling, which is why I say we're supposed to kind of try things when we're in our twenties and beyond and kind of fall a little bit and, and flail and not have it all perfect. And then also reflect and say, wow, Mm -hmm. okay, well, I tried it this way. And this yeah. thing wasn't quite working. What else? What's another perspective? And that's what I do as a coach. I shine a light on another perspective. What are you seeing now? What are you seeing now? What are you noticing mm-hmm. now? As you tried all these different approaches, right? We need to collect data and collecting data and trying things and falling and failing yeah. and back up again. And that creates that resiliency of doing hard things and getting back up anyways and doing it anyways. I that love that. equals confidence and resiliency. I, I love that. I think that is a, a major, amazing reflection of dating in your twenties. And I always call it like to my girlfriends, like when they get upset mm-hmm. that like a date didn't work out or mm-hmm. they weren't that into a guy or a girl, vice versa. I'm always like, mm-hmm. babe, like it's R and D research mm-hmm. and development. Exactly. But, and it's yes. kind of fun. Like if you make yes, it kind it's of a game. like, it's make a game. The game. Yeah. Just make it a game. It's yeah. R&D. I love that you said that. I always said that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so true. And and I'm, gonna, I'm just, just on that note, I'm so inspired to share this little nugget. Please um, do it. When the only thing we need to know, this okay. is a pro, a pro tip okay. from not even me. This does not come from me. Okay. This comes from generations beyond me. Okay, I need to hear um, Some coaching guru, guru, dating guru said it once. I cannot remember the name, but it's always stuck with me. And even my first dating coach told me this in 2020. The only thing, whether you're a guy or a girl or non-gender conforming, yeah. doesn't matter. Only thing you need to know after the first date is, was that fun? And would I see that person again? It's a yes or no question. I, I like to add, it was that fun. They, the, the person said actually just only thing you need to know after your first date is what I see that person again. Yes or no. And if it's yes, then keep going on dates. Actually, after I the first that. three dates, that's all you really need to know. I like to add in, was it fun? Because I'm a girl. I love play and fun. Me too. Me that. too. You can really, there's a lot of healing that our roles could do if we just pretend yeah. like we're kids more often. Um, but yeah, just wait. Yes no. I love that because I feel like after a first date, like whether we met them on hinge or through a mutual yeah. friend I feel like we like are so nitpicky about yes. the date and they're like, we are, we're always like, oh, well, he didn't have this or he said mm-hmm. that. And that was weird. But mm-hmm. you kind of like, look at the full picture, like, and just asking yourself, like, was that fun? And what I see this yeah. person doesn't mean you have to freaking get married to him. <laughs> no, I think, no. Yeah. Like I always say, give it love three, that. give it three dates, the three dates okay. at the end of the third one. If I'm like, man, I like, I, I could not see them again and I'd be fine. Then maybe it's just not, it's not clicking. Yeah. Right. And if you don't want to see that person again, I think just the whole like, ghosting thing, just be oh, honest, Lord. like oh. just be honest, get out of yourself. I know it's scary, but like you owe that person respect. If you're a girl, ladies, they probably paid for three of your dinners. Like yeah. Please just be honest with them. You're saving them time. Yes. It's the kind human thing to do. I mean, I could go on the, oh my God. Go, I, I, I had a dating blog back in 2010 mm. and I met one of my boyfriends back then out of college um, on OkCupid okay, on the web domain. They didn't even have an app. Um, <laughs> very old school. I'm, I love it. I love it. But like I had a dating blog and um, yeah. I wrote about like Tinder and like even, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but like 
dick pics? Oh, I don't care. Yeah, dick pics. Okay. Yeah. Like, like I wrote out dick pics and like, like I asked questions about like, what does it mean? Why do some girls get them and some girls don't? Mm, That's Um, cool. That's a cool topic. Yeah. It was kind of interesting, but I ended up (laughs) closing that account because I had just transitioned into different phases of my life. I remember I got ghosted a few times and it Mm -hmm. felt so bad that I, I promised myself I would never make anyone feel that pain because I promise you, anyone listening who ghosts, if you're ghosting, it's probably because it's happened to you before as well. Yeah. And you're just repeating a pattern and projecting onto other people what you experienced. And it is painful and it, and it does suck um, if you're really being honest with yourself. Because a lot of people are like, oh, whatever. But if you're really looking within and being honest, it, it does hurt a little bit. And it really does. It, it, it does. does. And, it, and it makes us kind of like question like, well, what did I do? And like, like, why that? But really like the best thing, and this is my number one is being ruthlessly, ruthlessly honest. Mm. And it's attractive, very attractive, very attractive to be honest, first and foremost with yourself and then with, with others and being crystal clear on what you're looking for. So yeah. number one is always, what do you want really? And if, I don't care what you want. You want a hookup? Fine. Short-term, not long-term monogamy, non-monogamy, polyamory, whatever works for you. Awesome. But be ruthlessly honest with yourself and show up crystal clear to your people. Hey, just want to let you know, this is what I'm in this for. How does that sound to you? And if it's not for them, it's not for you. Can I say something about that? Yes. Okay. I agree. 2000%. And I think especially for people's people in their twenties, I, this will Mm -hmm. obviously change as we get older because marriage and engagement Mm -hmm. and babies will start to be a little bit more normalized. But I do have a lot of friends who are like, Oh, well, I can't tell them what I want. I can't tell her what I want. I'm going to scare her off. Mm -mm. I'm like, well, then first of all, if that's what I'm saying, first of all, if they're not interested back, then it's not your person and you're not wasting your time because Mm -hmm. I see this happen so often where someone's scared about, about being truthful or honest what they want. And then they waste six months with them. And then they find out that they, that person just wanted their booty. Like, duh. Yeah. Yeah. But I want to get your thoughts on that because it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, you, you're spot on. I mean, spot on it's, it, 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 it's really disrespectful to yourself and to others by wasting their, their time, by not being crystal clear with what, with what your intentions are. And, and mind you, your intentions could be like me, for example, I'm not on dating apps. I'm not looking to even do that right now. I'm in a introspective self-healing space. And also, you know, if you're out of fresh out of a relationship and you want to get back out there, that's me. That's awesome. Be radically honest. Hey, I'm not sure what I'm looking for. Maybe it's friendship, but I want to, um, just explore and like, maybe like hang out and meet new people or cause like, you don't have to always know what you want. That's a lot of pressure Yeah. too, especially in, in your twenties. So I, I just want to count counter that by being ruthlessly honest and know what you want, but also it's okay. If you don't know, it's just about being honest and communicating that. Yeah. And I think also communicating that throughout the dating process. Like it may change. It changes. Yeah. Having check-ins, something I want to add is once, so once you're in after like the whole dating part and then you're in the relationship, right? That's when the real work starts. Yeah. Yeah. People think like once you get the relationship, you're like, Oh, it's smooth sailing. Like I have a boyfriend. I'm like, no girl wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Nope. Not at all. It is now it all begins because guess what? Your trauma triggers are going to light up their trauma triggers. And then all you're all going to just be like trauma triggering it up. And that's just the human experience. I'm sorry. No one can get by without it. No one can get by without that. That's just how it, that's just how it works. Um, and and some people's ta- trauma triggers are, are more intense than others. And mm. some people might be in partnership and they might have more. And some people might have less, maybe just like one or two and it's smooth sailing and it's fine. That's okay. Um, whatever works, whatever it is. But, um, I don't know. I gotten into trauma and, uh, I yeah. lost myself. No, you're fine. I mean, that was actually my, my number two bullet point is knowing your, what your, they are mm-hmm. knowing how to communicate them. And, and again, it's vulnerable and it takes time. It's not going to be on date one. No, not going to be on date five. Probably it probably won't be for a little bit until you feel safe to share. Hey, you know, I experienced this thing once and it's, it really affects me now. So I'm just really aware of it. I just want you to know. So if I do react in this way, or if I 
show up in, in this way, it's actually not about you. Mm. Um, it's about what happened in the past. And I promise you when that happens, I'm going to do my best to take ownership in the moment, Mm. but also it might be a little hard because I'll be activated in my nervous system. Wow. That's beautiful. And that's like a coach's approach. Like yeah. not everyone is going to say it. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. That's just one, <laughs> one way. I mean, I've been studying this, but it's just one way, right? I mean, you can, everyone's saying their own language. It's just taking radical responsibility for what they are and communicating it. And then know that you're not perfect. Absolutely. No one is. And that it's going to come up at some point. And it's, and, and we want to protect our other partner and say, Hey, just know it's most likely actually not about you. And after I, I process it and take five minutes to myself, I will let, I will come back to this, this conversation mm. and I'm going to uh, tell you what, what came up for me. Wow. So it's because we, we always want to think about repairing because there's going to be a, a blow up or something's going to happen. We're going to have an argument. We're going to have a trigger. We're going to have a, an old pattern kind of rear its head, but then also we need to circle back and say, mm. Oh, how can we repair this? If it's really worth, you know, if, if it, whether you're in a long-term relationship or a friendship, yeah. or it's a coworker, you know, Absolutely. you always want to think about that repairing because that's going to really uh, create that long lasting respect and intimacy mm. for each other. Yeah. And I think everything Triple that you that. just mentioned right there is all about just being highly self-aware. And mm-hmm. for me, when I look for someone that I would potentially date long-term, Mm-hmm. Self-awareness is the most attractive quality that any man or woman could ever have. Yeah. And I think that actually goes back to honesty and taking responsibility of how you show up in this world. Mm-hmm. And if you're not honest with other people or ghosting, I'm sorry, yeah. my friend, but that like what goes around comes around. 100%. And if you're complaining about not finding someone who is of high character or integrity, or you know, you're getting upset with yourself that you're not finding the right person maybe reflect at how you're presenting yourself to this world and treating people. I mean, you're, you're speaking law of attraction, baby. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is, it, it is, it's cliche, but it is, it's how it works is what comes around, goes around, like how, how you present, how, how you, you know, how you are, it will reflect back. And I just, mm. a note on that though, is hurt people hurt people. Right. So I have the most compassion for those ones who do ghost. I actually love, I, as a coach, I want to be with, I want to work with the people who yeah, do ghost. I think that's interesting because they're the ones who, who, who have probably something else behind that, you know, that, um, I, you know, that where we want to work on healing, loving and accepting mm-hmm. those parts and knowing that they are whole and complete and they don't have to ghost. And that if they say what their needs are, they won't get rejected. But a lot of the times people have bad experience either with like rejection or um, even violence if for even speaking up yeah. in some in some households. I mean, there's a whole caveat there. So so I think I, I want to get into this. I love yeah. that how you're talking about like trauma and really checking in with yourself throughout the dating mm-hmm. process and then mm-hmm. also when a relationship actually happens. But kind of, you know, before that happens, yeah, for all of my single lovely human beings out there. You know, there's, there's a lot of options for us in our twenties in terms of meeting people. I mean, obviously there's hinge, Tinder, Raya, all of those crazy little platforms. And then of course, meeting someone out or at a restaurant, mm-hmm. whatever. And then now because mm-hmm. remote work, it's a little bit more challenging to meet someone who works with you, whether it's IRL or on the apps, how can we start to just call in our person. First and foremost, as a coach, I don't give advice or tell anybody what to do. I will um, listen and ask questions. And because I believe that everybody is whole and complete as they are and have all the answers inside. You already have it all. You do. You do. You do. You have it all. A coach holds space. We help guide the agenda moving forward. We help you, um, really vision and make your vision into a reality. And, and we help share new different perspectives, mm. but I'm going to always just hold that space and ask really good questions for you, you to really think on. And also I'll put a mentorship hat on as well. And I will definitely give advice because there are certain areas that I do find I am quite specialized in, although I don't know everything, yeah. of course, of course, there's so many amazing people out there who know shit ton the night more than I do. Um, so first and foremost, I'm going to kind of break it up into practical. Yeah. Okay. So if I were to have my coaching mentorship hat on right now, I, I, I bring up the like practical and then right underneath that, I'd love to share 
a practice, a visioning kind of practice mm. that hopefully you and your listeners can take away from this. And I will be doing it at some point down the line as well. I love it. So first and foremost, but I always like to say kind of before, well, whether you're on the apps or not, I would just say kind of before you're getting ready to start, put yourself, starting to put yourself out there. So kind of like it's, I could look at it as like a little bit of prep work mm. for we start to involve another person's heart mm. because Ooh, it can be irresponsible. Yeah. It can be irresponsible to jump in and not really know. And like, kind of be like, Oh, I'm not sure. I'm like, I think I like, I don't know. And it, of course that's going to happen. But, and also if we can do some pre prep work before that really saves time and it saves other yeah. people's hearts too. Cause it is about them. It's, it's, it's it we, it's mm-hmm. we, not, not me. Mm. We, I love it. <laughs> not me. Gang sign. <laughs> we, West side. I don't know. I'm, I'm white as hell. <laughs> yeah, literally same. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing that. I, um, <laughs> I love you. Other than the like, radi- we, can we kind of talk about some of it? Radical honesty, knowing what mm-hmm. we want, being honest up front, whether that's in DMs or on the first date or after a few dates, whatever that is, just making sure you carve out space to be radically honest with what you're looking for, mm-hmm. understanding what your, some of your trauma triggers are. Of course, you won't know all of them, but you know, handful. Sometimes we have to go to our family to get some of those and ask for a family or a therapist. Yeah. A therapist will always tell you. Top five values. So who are you? What do you value in life? Do you value consistency? Do you value honesty? Do you value adventure? Do you value creativity? Right? Mm. Just look at those high level values. You can even pull up a values list on, on Google. Okay. And just I like that. write out, pull five words. It'll be just like words, pull five just to start. I'd actually have you build out to 10, but to start, I do five. Um, because when there's misalignment and values, usually that's when there's some breakdown that can totally, happen. totally. And then the, um, other five is the five must haves and the five nice to haves. Ooh. Okay. Can so like, you explain what that means? Yeah. So five must haves are like what you're pretty firm on. I also kind of like to, it's kind of like a non-negotiable, but it's not a non-negotiable. Okay. okay. That, that, that didn't really help. So five, uh, must have. So like close with family, would that be one? Exactly. So okay. if like, let's say one of your values is family yes. and you know that you want to have one, one day, maybe a must have for you would be someone who is close to family or wants kids, M- wants kids. Um, maybe you're an entrepreneur and your lifestyle is actually quite complex and you're traveling a lot and, uh, freedom is a value. Mm. So you have a value and then you break down what a must have could be from that. So if your value is freedom and you're an entrepreneur and you're like, I travel a lot, that's a value of mine. It doesn't mean that your partner needs to travel a lot, but it would be nice if, if a must have is if they had flexibility in their schedule, maybe, or they can work virtually, whatever. Yeah. So a must have is, um, I know like some could be like humor, intimacy, financial security, Mm. Uh, you know, uh, likes to, you know, is, uh, careful about health or mindful about health, active, active, someone who's like a good communicator. If you value communication, the next one is just like a nice to have what, what, what would be like something that you could take it or leave it for you? Like if he like drives like a, a, my like dream car, but that's being really superficial. Let's get a little bit deeper sky. Yeah. Like Um, like a nice to have like, Oh, like like not okay. Maybe well, for you, he, oh, he I have a good one. That's nice. Yeah. Well, that's kind of a must. <laughs> I know it is for you. It is. And, and own that though. Radically yeah. own that. Cause you yeah. are a fashionista. I like you. <laughs> It'd be nice if, you know, your guy knew what to wear. want to help figure out how to, how yeah. to dress him. And he doesn't want you to, you know, his mom. It's true. Yeah. Or, or like a nice to have would be like, yeah. he can dance. Great. Doesn't yeah. have to be, but if you could, that's great. Yeah. Awesome. He can dance. What, what's another one? Um, nice to have, I guess, like really enjoys like peanut butter because I love peanut butter or (laughs) I don't know. I try to be pretty flexible, but Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I I always think like having a great sense of like music, but I feel like that's a must have Mm -hmm. for me just because music is so integral, an integral part of my life. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, more of a a must have, but maybe it's something that, that you can flex on. Like maybe he doesn't like the same music as you, but he really likes music. Yeah. Or like, I mean, it would be nice if his family was from California. Um, and so it would be a lot easier to raise a family here. So they wouldn't be so far or totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
So nice to have to, I know they're kind of a little funky. Um, they, and they kind of come through time. That's why we need to experiment and collect data yeah. when we're dating five, I'd say. So the non-negotiables, these are kind of where okay. we have a boundary. It's like, this is my boundary. And, um, I already know, especially if you're on the dating apps, if a non-negotiable is, is you don't want to date anyone who smokes any type of cigarette that would be, and you saw someone with photos or they said that they're a smoker on hinge. It's an automatic no. Automatic no. Cause it's just, it's, you're not going to be like, well, but he's cute. No. Cause you already know that it saves you time, mm-hmm. saves them time. Maybe someone who let's say someone's job is a fitness instructor and they match on someone on hinge or bumble who's a DJ and they travel a lot and they party a lot and stay up late. No, yeah, no way to DJs. I love DJs, but the lifestyle this kind of bleeds into values. The lifestyle might not match. So maybe for that archetype that I'm creating right here, the non-negotiable will, will be not a late night partier. Yeah. Yeah. Or let's say maybe you are pursuing clean living or sobriety and it's totally kind of sobriety. obvious. Great example. Yeah. Great like, example. If they have photos of them at bars drinking like multiple, that's an obvious yeah, no swipe way. now. You don't even have to like think about it. So we, we want non-negotiable okay. to be pretty like easy. And then we get into the red flags and green flags. I love this. So I'll share one. And then do you want to, would you feel comfortable? Yeah, sharing? absolutely. Okay. So like, I do know a red flag for me personally would be, um, I don't feel safe emotionally around them. So what that means is I don't feel like I'm heard mm. and I'm able to express myself about how I feel around them. And I just, I don't feel like it's welcomed. Yeah. So that I, would be a red flag. I would be like, this isn't feeling good. I'm going to exit stage left. I love that. Mine red flag. I think this is for not only romantic relationships, but yeah. friendships. Um, and yeah. for me, I kind of see red flags and green flags as like charger mm-hmm. or a drainer. Um, and for oh, me, like I a number that. one, like draining quality would be someone who's just really self-centered and mm. just the conversation is just all about them and they don't ask any questions. I think that's, I, I'm huge on listening. And if you can't mm-hmm. listen and and reflect and bond over someone else's experience, I, I can't. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really wise of you. Yeah. Really, really wise. <laughs> Another friend, you are, I swear you're an old soul. You are such uh, an old love soul. You. I mean, yeah. And then, so I also want to have a, just a little, like a little caveat to this. Yeah. We're talking generally about like generally well people. Yeah. So, and, and I'm talking in that frame of reference because also in my space as coaching, we only coaches coach generally well people. There's been t- many times I've had to actually refer people mm. to therapists. So therapists are going to mm. work more on fixing in the past and coaches are where are you now, where do you want to be? What's getting yeah. in your way and we're growth oriented and moving forward. And usually folks who are dealing with some really heavy stuff are going to do therapy first and then kind of in combination, then when their therapist recommends it, they could always move forward with, with a coach. And I've, I've seen that happen many, many times. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a big difference. It's beautiful all around. I mean, everything is welcome, but it's really important to differentiate that because when we're talking about these green and red flags, I, I want to say that there's a caveat between like, there's going to be when there's any like warning, anytime there is verbal abuse, physical abuse, mental, emotional abuse, um, violence of any sorts towards themselves or others, those things are all going to need to be like acknowledged Absolutely. and immediately leave and take care of yourself. Absolutely. Um, there's definitely that caveat too. If you're ever unsafe in any way, shape or form, we have to call that out that that's not going to be appropriate. Thank you for, that, for that stating that. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So because our conversation is more around just like the general, totally general wellness. I'm really happy that we clarified yeah. that. Um, yeah. yeah. I think um, we're on green flags now. I think, yeah. I, I mean, I get what a red flag is. Um, right. Sometimes red flags, I think we use that word a little bit too much. Yeah. A nitpicking or like, that's a red flag, but really is it, you know, when it, it may, that's why we need not to be a red flag. What our real red flags are not yeah. just use it as a, as a, as a slang term or as a like terminology, because this stuff is real. Taking it seriously. Like a, a red flag will be like, I feel completely judged with him. Mm. He always, or she always judges how I look or what I'm wearing or who I'm talking to, or maybe red, red flag is there constantly looking over my shoulders at what I'm texting. And they, they have to be on my social media with me and they're in on my DMS and I don't feel like I'm safe and there's no privacy. That's mm. a red flag. 
Absolutely. right? But if it's like, oh, he didn't pay for the first date, that's not necessarily a red flag. That just means maybe it's different values. Yeah. Maybe you're not even right for each other or whatever. Like, yeah, very true. Yeah, we, have, we have to be clear, right? With ourselves on what's real and what's not. And also taking responsibility, like maybe not even naming it as a red flag, but it's just a compatibility thing. Like he's a great guy and he would be perfect for someone else or she's mm-hmm. awesome. Just, just not the girl for me. And that's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, it's totally fine. So green flags. So green are, I like to think of those as a, like, um, it depends on the person and mm-hmm. I'm going to just kind of say some general things here, but around like, um, maybe a great conversationalist, we have very similar things in common and the conversation flows. If there's ease, maybe there's ease. Maybe we want the same things in life. Maybe we're both really go-getters at our career and we're climbing that corporate ladder. Awesome. Mm. Maybe we're both in social media management and we both love going out, meeting with clients and we have similar lifestyles and we have fun together and, um, and it just works. Maybe there's a lot of trust early on built. Maybe that I feel safe early on in dating with them. Mm. Maybe similar values is going to be one, right? I want the same things in life or, um, communication is always not big, big one. Like how do they communicate? How do they listen? Do I feel heard? Do I feel acknowledged? Do, am I making them feel heard and acknowledged? Right. Or maybe feedback. How do they take feedback? If I really value giving it and receiving it and like, maybe that's important. Like I need someone who's really grounded and sturdy and strong and confident in who they are. Um, I think those are awesome, awesome examples. Yeah. I mean, it's going to really vary. I mean, this, I'm just sharing just general, like some of, some of those are mine. Some of those I've just heard. So what what do you think would be some for you? A green flag for sure. Like an amazing listener. I think like spirituality is a huge one for me. Um, for sure connected, you know, believes in some higher purpose and we can just really connect on like a deep, deep level. Um, and I know that's like a lot to ask for Wait, It's not a lot to ask for. Mm-hmm. It's not a lot to ask for, but yeah, I think someone who's just really, for me, a green flag is someone who's really self-aware, um, and is mm-hmm. able to just really take responsibility for their own actions. And at the same time, show up just being unapologetically themselves. I think that is the most sexy quality in the entire world. Mm-hmm. I love this. So I'm just, I'm just going to reflect back. So yeah. self-aware, um, uh, can, can go deep with you. Absolutely. Right. Can go really deep. Um, what, what else did you say? You said a few more, um, just unapologetically themselves. And oh, to yeah. me, that's for sure. Confidence. Okay. And, so I'm going to take yeah. those three. Oh yeah. Do it. No, that, no, go for it. Go I'm for just going to use those three for uh, ease Okay. here. So what we're going to do is, <laughs> do you mind if I, no, I love this. <laughs> do this with you a little um, experiment with yeah, you. Let's do it. Let's do it. What I heard you say, Skylar is, I want someone, and we're talking about kind of green flags here. Yeah. Right. I want someone who's self, really self-aware. Yes. Unapologetically themselves mm-hmm. and, co- and can go really deep. Yeah. So we're going to change that to I am statements. I am. I am. Self-aware. Self-aware. I am unapologetically myself. I am unapologetically myself. And I can go really deep within myself. And I can go really deep within myself. And that's how you're going to attract the person because you're not going to go looking for that. You're just going to be that because that's who you are and who you are is whole and complete. I'm getting chills right now. And, and that person is going to see you for all of that. And it's going to match their nervous system. It's going to match their values. It's going to match their green flags, their red flags. It's going to match them. You don't have to worry about finding anyone seeking, no seeking. You seek inside, you seek within, you be that and they will become, they will come to you. That's how we magnetize and attract. Oh, I like literally am like getting like teary dyed. It's <laughs> so see. powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that is so true because a lot of the times I find myself like freaking out because I really don't like dating apps. I don't have time mm-hmm. for it. And it's just very superficial to me and it causes mm-hmm. me to be superficial because mm-hmm. you're just scrolling. It just, it's, mm-hmm. how can you not be superficial? So, well, I, I would love to challenge you on that sometime. Okay. Because please. if you are unapologetically yourself and I know you as you're really not superficial. Oh, I'm not at all. 
you're, not you're actually all. not right. Yeah. Not at all. And so no, nothing is going to force you or make you anything. You're at choice all the time. Mm-hmm. So if, when I heard you say, it makes me feel like I have to be superficial. I would challenge that and say, mm-hmm. it, it actually doesn't. You're choosing that because when you are all these things, those I am statements, when you are that, you get to be authentically you at all, all stages and all places and all platforms. Mm. And, and you can create what you want. Like you, if you want to go deep, I mean, I can give you some, some tips and tricks later. Like yeah. if you want to go deep, like there's ways to go deep on dating apps. It doesn't feel like, oh shit, this is gnarly. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. There, there's ways to, to get creative, to make it what you want. Mm. So that's just my invitation to you that I love that it is what you make it. And there's nothing that has control over you. Absolutely. And I do need to look at it more that way. I just think it, it's hard because when you're scrolling, like you're looking at yeah. a lot of pictures. And so do you have time boundaries on your, on dating? I've just never gone on it. So I don't really, okay. You just don't even the do boundaries. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I will sometimes go on it, but I'll only be on it for like, maybe like six minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I would be, I would be concerned if you're on it for like three hours at a time or like oh my an God. hour even. No, no, I don't yeah. have time for, no. I didn't think so. No. But, yeah. but like that, that's for anybody, like anybody yeah. listening, like give it, give a time limit. Like, okay, Tuesday night, 5 PM. I'm going to go on Tuesday, Wednesdays or Tuesday, Fridays, Thursday, Mondays, whatever this time, 20 minute clock, 30 minute clock. Absolutely. And I, I do have like something interesting to say about hinge that I kind of want to pick your brain about because, yeah. or hinge bumble, whatever dating app you're yeah. on. Um, no, I think finding the right person after us, just having this amazing conversation is really like in our control. And I think it's because we can choose like how we present ourselves on social media, you know? And I think we all should probably look into just to be a little bit more strategic and put more energy into how we create our dating profiles. Because sometimes I think we can send the wrong messages. Like I see a lot of acquaintances or even friends like on hinge and like, I'll randomly see like they'll pop Mm -hmm. up. And I'm like, that's just like, not the guy that I know. Like he's so much cooler than that. Like, why would maybe, why was he just posting like a lot of like half naked pictures? And I'm like, I would never swipe yes to that because like, I can't take it seriously. And that's not really who you are at your soul. Like that's just not you. And so if we are looking for relationships or something serious, in my opinion, I think it's important that we really are take it a little bit more seriously in how we're presenting ourselves. Like, does this picture, is this really a true reflection of who I am? And if we get mad that like, mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't turn into a relationship or the date kind of turns more into like a booty call on the other person's end. I, maybe it's time for you to kind of look at your profile and mm-hmm. maybe how could he or she maybe got that message. But what do you think about totally. your profile and you know what it looks like? I mean, that, that's a really good point. And I love how you said for people who are looking for long-term relationships, because you have to remember not everybody is, and that's okay. Like there's people yeah. who are literally just looking for new friends or for hookups or for not who are in non-monogamous. And I want to call that out because that, that is a different conversation a little mm-hmm. bit. If it is just a hookup, they can still be honest and they, and yeah. they could show more photos of their booty and their, uh, Go for that's it. fine. Right. By Go for me. But under, under this umbrella, under this container yeah. of, you know, really looking for like someone who, I don't even like the word looking, I'm going to say even magnetizing and attracting the one that, or multiple who are for us. Yeah for something long-term and, and, um, to build a life with, um, for however long that is, there's mm. no right, right, right or wrong. Um, there are some things, I mean, I, I have a whole section on how, where okay, we maybe we should that. do, let's do <laughs> another, a whole section. We'll, okay. We'll do another. Episode. I don't want to get too into it. Cause yeah. I don't want to like, yeah, ruin just, it. there's like a lot, there's definitely some practical tactical steps that I could like Boom, 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 walk you through. Okay, maybe we can do like another time, like a 20 minute episode or something about totally, that. Totally, like a quick, okay, yeah. okay, let's do that. Yeah, I don't know how this happened, but we are already at the hour mark. I, I literally could talk to you forever. Me too. So we do have to wrap up to syllabus steps. And I don't I know we did talk a lot about like just the practices and steps we can take, but if we can kind of just do a quick summary of what we learned, do you have any specific tools, books, mm-hmm. 
resources that mm. have really supported you in terms of your journey of calling in the one and really how can we 20 something start to feel more confident about putting ourselves out there dating with purpose and calling in our man or woman. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Really respect other people's time and their hearts as much as we respect ours. If not more, let's be radically honest with ourselves, radically honest with others, understand your past, know your trauma triggers, understand what your patterns are, your habits, dig a little deep and do some self-reflection, whether that's with a best friend, a coach, a therapist, a mentor, or yourself in a journal, take time before you really dive into the dating world to get clear, crystal clear on who you are, what you want, where you're going and what your values are. What are your mm. must-haves? What are your top five values? Your top five must-haves, your non-negotiables, your red flags and your green flags and really uh, being who you want to attract. So if you want someone who is self-aware, unapologetically themselves and can go deep, we must be that. So be do have not oh, do, I love that. Yeah, not go do things so then I can have this thing so then I can be happy. It's the opposite. It's be the change you want to see. Be love. Be fun. Be courageous. Be honest. Be committed. Mm. If you want a committed person, be committed in everything that you do and you will attract a committed person. I literally did that. <laughs> So it's so it's, it's simple, but it's doable. And to end with something that I wanted to share is a little offering I give to my clients and I've done for myself for multiple times and it works every time. I just have learned to be more crystal clear because I wasn't clear enough to the universe, spirit, God, source, Jesus, whatever you believe in, take some time to yourself and however you process information, whether that's you like to write, you like to talk out loud, um, whatever way it is, record yourself on your phone, uh, get a journal, however you like to do it, and just start to really feel in to the characters. After you did that whole list, the values, the non-negotiables, mm-hmm. the red flags, all those green flags, making them into I am statements. Mm-hmm make our values are into I am statements, then asking, asking God, source, universe, mother earth, Jesus, Allah, whatever works for you, asking something higher than yourself. Or if you don't believe anything higher than yourself, just asking yourself. Yeah. Who do I want? How do I want to feel when I'm with this person? How do I want to feel when I'm with this person? What are the characteristic traits that this person has? inside who are they as the character and who are they outside Mm. so that might look like putting a recording a voice memo on your phone and being sitting down and getting really real put a candle on put some palo santo or whatever and just sit and say you know i've learned from my experiences that i really value honest communication i value um, someone who's committed to their work and who they are in the world and committed to me. I feel like I am the only one in there. I am their, their queen or king. I feel like they um, honor and respect what I do for work. They, I feel, um, I feel like they can go deep with me emotionally and, and, and spiritually. I, they, they have a spiritual practice. They, uh, they, they value travel and I feel adventurous with this person. Mm. Um, they are curious that so they ask questions and they're good listeners. And I feel heard and seen and understood yeah. by this person. Right. That's some of my personal examples. Yeah, I, I can relate. <laughs> that I can only speak from my own totally. to my experience, but yeah. whatever that is for you is getting really crystal clear in, even in two, they value fitness and health. They, they take supplements, they work out, they listen to podcasts and they read books. They love reading. They have broad shoulders or she's, she's petite or she's voluptuous and juicy. Whatever it is like, get into that exterior too. We just don't want to linger in the exterior. Totally. We want to really lean into that. How do I feel with them? And how do they make me feel? And what do we, what do we do? Like, what's our life together? Mm -hmm. Um, 
and get really specific. What's their age? Like for me, I wasn't ever specific. I kept manifesting older men. That's it was so great. Funny. It was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it was like, oh no, I don't really need a 48 year old. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. But like, I think I wanted a 35 ish, 36, yeah. 37. Yeah. Okay. Like, I didn't get very specific enough a few times. Yeah, so I think that's you want to get specific, but not get too um, overly nitpicky or, yeah. you know, it's not about nit- nitpicking. It's, it's about literally desire. Mm. What do you desire and how do you want to feel and visioning? Cause the man- quickest way to manifestation is visualization and totally. clarity, 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 clarity. Cause we don't want to oh, confuse love. God. No, no. Universe. I feel like in the past I've been confusing the universe, but I'm ready to step into my power of clarity. And this is what I'm literally going to do tonight. I'm so excited. So excited for you. Yes. It's a, it's a new time, you know, got (sighs) to own who we are and what we want. And you're already there. You're doing it. You're already it. You're already it. There's nothing you need to do. Just be you more and own Mm. more of you. And, and whoever that is, is going to just, be like down, just like, yeah, she's just her and I'm just me. And she lets me be me and I let her be her. So cool. Just like nature, you know, things Mm -hmm. will show up for us. Isabel, you're literally amazing. I, (laughs) I I needed this. Oh, I'm so happy. And I cannot wait to share this with my following. Um, I think it's so important and just critical and crucial. And the fact that we are in our twenties and we still have a lot of time, but that we can start practicing. This is really cool. Yeah. And you have time in your thirties and forties and fifties too. We have time. Yeah, it's you're infinite. right. It's you're right. It's, it's infinite. We don't need to put pressure, but also get clear and, yeah. and, and be ruthless with who you are. Be like, this is who I am Yeah, and, and, and own it and communicate it and be uh, grateful and share your truth and listen to others and respect them and be curious of others and caring. I know everybody's doing the best they can yeah. with what they know and what they have and being human in this time that we're living in, in 2022, crazy, fucking hard, very hard. hard. It is not, well, I don't care where you live. I mean, there's other places that it's harder times 2000, you know, we're very lucky where we are in the United States and California specifically other than taxes. Fuck. But like, no, like really though. Yeah. And like, it's just hard. We have so much stuff against us in this world. Turn on the news. Everyone's against everyone. So let's give everyone a little bit of grace and especially give ourselves some grace. Just patience and love, love. Um, and all of this, I think this whole conversation too, so everyone knows it's interchangeable yeah. with friendships um, and yes. relationships. So really workers, anything. Yeah. Like the must-haves and non-negotiables. Mm-hmm use it for your friendships. Like I've been doing a lot of um, deep work with just really understanding what qualities make a charger for me and versus a drainer. Mm-hmm. And I think you could, everything is interchangeable with friendships, relationships, coworkers, family. Absolutely. Yeah. And one quote that you probably have heard that I love from Jim Rohn is you Tell are the me, average, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, Jim Rohn said that he's a motivational speaker and it is true. And so there's this power of, you don't know if you've heard, but just to end here, there's the power of loose ties. I think it's called, I learned this in college, loose ties. Um, it, it's basically like if you're in a friend group and it's, everybody's kind of doing the same thing. Everybody's, if you're single and everybody's married and has kids, like maybe get, try meeting other people. Or like if you're people who are working nine to fives, but you're an entrepreneur and like, there's not much compatibility, like meet other people. Or like, if you've dated all the people in your friend group and you want to date other people, like meet other people, like yeah. we need to expand our, 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 knit, our yeah. networks. Um, because if you're going to be around those five people all the time, you're going to become them. And then totally it's hard to meet other people and different, get different perspectives. If all we see is what's around us and we need to just try to get uncomfortable, like, or fun, comfortable in new experiences mm-hmm. that challenge us. Cause that's going to really show us who we are. Yeah. I learned that in com in, in college. It was like, yeah, you're not going to get the job from like the first person in your network, but it's going to be like the yes. third person that, you know, or something. I don't know. Totally. It's so powerful. Like, like someone else, like once removed, like yeah. there's a bunch of resources, but the heart math Institute, Ooh. check them out. I recommend they have a lot of courses and, um, 
lot of work on how we bond and how we connect and intimacy and communication and love language right. there. They've been doing a lot of great studies um, on relationships. And then also there is a book and you kept saying this, which I thought it was adorable. And I also keep saying this, but there's a book called calling in the one and I have it and I've used it and it's fabulous. There's some okay. work in it. It's like a little workbook. It's great. Calling in the one has been around forever, like our parents' age. Whoa, I'm going to actually purchase that tonight. Isabel, thank you so much. Thank you. This has been so fun. Thanks for listening to Regardless. I hope you've learned something from this month's soul conversation and will apply it to your very own syllabus. Join me next month for a new guest, a new tool, and a new perspective. If you found value in this podcast, please empower your tribe by sharing, leaving a comment, review, and or subscribe. Catch new episodes on the second and fourth week of every month on all major audio podcast platforms. For more information about my life and updates about the podcast, head to my Instagram at Skylar Sorkin and at Regardless the Pod. Thank you for tuning into Regardless. Thank you for being vulnerable and talking about the uncomfortable. Now go kick some ass.